So I thought, well, I'll just go be kind of rich for a while. After you take a few trips, after you start getting back in shape and, you know, work on your golf handicap, after a few months of doing all that stuff, I came home after dropping my kids at school and I turned on my computer and there was nothing there. It was like, you have no mail. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grown-ups! if you are like me, you love to read, but if we're being honest, it doesn't happen. The time just flies and the intention does not become reality. So do what I do. Get the intel you want in a way that matches your schedule. I recently started using the Blinkist app and I love it. It puts the content of books that you want to read into powerful summaries called blinks, usually just a minute at a time. A whole book can be 15 minutes-ish, just like this podcast, right on your favorite device. Text or audio totally fits your lifestyle. I am obsessed. Go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist for a free trial and to support the show. Okay, my friends, it is pretty common these days to feel overwhelmed from so much communication and so much information coming at us from all of our devices. But what if... As you heard our guests say, you actually had no mail and everyone around you was working and you were not working. It happens. Fire, financial independence, retire early can be not all that awesome for some people, as we will hear from comedian and podcaster Paul Ollinger. First, a quick welcome to everyone. If you are new, so glad you found us. We talked to high achievers here on the Financial Grown-Up Podcast who share money stories that impacted their life. And most importantly, they give us the lessons from those experiences and some everyday money tips as well. Today, that guest is former Facebook executive Paul Ollinger, who, as you will hear, took his cash and decided to go be rich for a while. Here we go. Hey, Paul Ollinger, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Bobby. We've been chatting before I hit record, and you already have me laughing up a storm because you are, of course, now a stand-up comedian. You're also the author of You Should Totally Get an MBA, which came out a few years ago, and the host of your very own podcast called Crazy Money. And your claim to fame is that you gave up a lucrative career as a Facebook executive to chase your dream. And you did basically retire. I mean, we like to use the term fire, financial independence, retire early. You basically did that at age 42. And that brings us to your money story. Yeah, I did quit at 42. And I left Facebook without a plan. I, I just thought, hey, I have enough money. I don't want to work and be stressed out all the time. I don't want to be away from my family. I want to be close to my mom who's sick. And I bailed on work and I didn't have a plan. And so I thought, well, I'll just go be kind of rich for a while. You know, after you take a few trips, after you start getting back in shape and, you know, work on your golf handicap, one day I came home after dropping my kids at school and I turned on my computer and there was nothing there. It was like, you have no mail. And I was like, huh. I was like, I missed work. I missed having a goal. I missed my friends. I missed my colleagues. I missed the challenge of being a part of a team. And I was like, well, what now? 
the experience of being retired early was far, far less satisfying than I ever anticipated that it would be. Yeah, because, you know, we talk a lot now, there's this growing enthusiasm for this acronym FIRE, as I mentioned, Financial Independence Retire Early. You have some very strong opinions about that. Yeah, I think FI is great, financial independence. I think it's hugely neglected in our country and that we should all work very, very hard to buy ourselves back from the bank and to give ourselves a buffer so that we have the independence to leave a job if it's unhealthy for us. But I think the fascination, the fetishizing of RE, retire early, is hugely misdirected. You don't want to not work. You want to work on your terms. And if that's how you interpret RE, then we're on the same page. But you want to be able to do work that's sustainable, that feeds your soul, and that is done in a way that leaves time in your life for things like family and staying healthy. But the goal of retiring early and having nothing to do, that's not something any of us should aspire to. Okay, so back to the blank computer screen. You're sitting there, you got no mail, you got nowhere to go. What happens next? Well, I had done comedy before I worked at Facebook. I worked at Yahoo, I paid off my student loans and I went and I did comedy for two years before I went to Facebook. And then I got engaged and, and I just happened to end up getting a job selling advertising at Facebook. But when I left Facebook, I didn't have a plan. I was just walking away from something. I wasn't walking toward anything. And after a year and a half, two years of kind of goofing off and not finding what I wanted to do, I sucked it up and I decided I'm going to write every day. I'm going to get back at the open mics. I'm going to figure out how to reinvent myself as a stand-up comedian at, I guess, was 45 or 46 years old by that time. Wow. So what was the first thing you did? What was the conversation like with your family? Because you are now married and you now have children. If you're comfortable, <laughs> tell us. You're welcome to tell us all your financial details. But give us some context for what this would involve financially. On my very first date with my wife 14 years ago, I told her that I was going to quit my job and be a stand-up comedian. And she was in from day one. Uh, you might also say she was warned on day one. So, you know, I've, we've gone through periods of me doing very, very well in the corporate world and me doing, making very little money as an artist. And so four and a half, five years ago, when I really started back after Facebook, I said, I'm going to commit to doing this, to getting after being a full-time comedian. She was fully on board. Now, full disclosure, working at Facebook as one of the first 250 employees and getting stock options provided us with a sizable nest egg from which we have enough money to live indefinitely if we don't overspend. Uh, that certainly puts salve on the wounds of financial, um, uh, the questions around finances if you don't have to make a living to feed your kids and pay your mortgage. What is it that you think people misunderstand then about the whole FIRE concept? What people don't understand is how much they get from work that they're not computing on the positive side of the ledger, they think about work, they think about, okay, I get a paycheck, and then it comes with all these costs of stress and hours and travel, but they're not saying, oh, what I get from work isn't just a paycheck, it's, it's camaraderie, it's an identity, it's respect from colleagues, it's the satisfaction I get from learning and solving problems. And all that stuff is really, really important. I mean, look at Maslow's hierarchy, belongingness, is something that takes us one step above where we would be without work. So what is the lesson for our listeners from this? What's the takeaway looking back? Find work that you want to do for as long as you can. Find work that doesn't just pay the most, but that you want to do for as long a period as you can. 
And if you have a dream, uh, by the way, it's a lot easier to chase if you've paid your bills first. Putting a little nest egg away before you chase your dream is a far safer way to do it than just saying, screw this when you're 32 and then when you're 55, not having anything to show financially for your for your efforts of the previous two decades. Do you think there is a danger that some of the young retirees are putting themselves in by, especially we're recording this at a time when the stock market is extremely volatile. And so people may have historic calculations in their savings, but they may not necessarily play out as they expect. Well, I think there's two things there. Absolutely. One is, you know, if you think you have having a million dollars when you're 32 in the market is going to last you forever, then you haven't lived through too many economic cycles. And that million dollars can easily be 600,000 after a couple of bad quarters. So there's that. And the second thing is that it's human nature that our wants continue to expand. And it's not that we can't manage that as people. And I think we should be very aware of how we spend our money so that we're making sure we're spending it on what we value and provides us with more happiness. But however much you have and think you can live on when you're 32, it's not going to be the same number when you're when you're 42, as perhaps your family expands or your parents get sick. There's all kinds of stuff that's going to happen in life. That million bucks that could turn into 600,000 probably won't be able to pay for. We like to do everyday money tips, simple things that people can do to make their lives richer pretty much right after listening to this podcast. Paul, share some wisdom. Be on the same page as your spouse. As as difficult as it may be, go sit down and talk about where you're spending your money with your partner because there's nothing more expensive than not being on the same page with the person who shares not just your life and your household, but the money that you all spend together. Yeah. And I'm just going to add, have that conversation ASAP if you're not already. And don't be afraid to actually bring documents and go over what you're actually spending, right? Well, that's the first part is to find out where it's actually going and to say, hey, do you know that we're actually spending X on this? Do you feel like, are you getting what you want out of it? Because it doesn't feel like that's bringing us as much happiness as the top line number would indicate it should be. Tell us more about your various ventures, especially your stand-up comedy, which I know you're traveling, you're doing a lot of high-profile events. People can get previews, certainly, as I did on YouTube. I hope to see you in person soon. And you have this new podcast going. Yeah, I've got a great fun podcast called Crazy Money, where I explore how our relationship with money affects the decisions we make in our life and our careers. I'm about 25 episodes in. I've had some great guests, including... Dr. Drew Pinsky, Ron Lieber of the New York Times, Gene Chatsky from the Today Show. Just last week, I booked a Nobel Prize winning economist who I'll be recording an interview with in a couple of weeks. And then I just have everyday people like my dad. I, I talked to my 92-year-old father about what it was like to raise six of us filthy animals in a crowded <laughs> house on a pretty modest salary. And it was a really eye-opening discussion. Where can people follow you on social media and learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on my website, paulollinger.com. That's O-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. My comedy dates are up there. I'll be in New York soon. I'll be in Atlanta where I live uh, pretty often over the next few months. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at paul underscore O-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for having me, Bobby. It's great to meet you. Before we get to my take on the interview, I have some exciting news to share with everyone. I recently became totally obsessed with an app. It is called Blinkist. 
It summarizes books to just about 15 minutes. Yeah, kind of like this podcast, about 15 minutes. In fact, you can even listen to one minute chunks at a time. They call them blinks. So now I have been cruising through several books a day at a time and loving it. So much so that I actually reached out to Blinkist and was able to bring them on board as a partner to the Financial Grownup Podcast because I want you guys to have this too. I know how precious your time is. Please use my link, bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. You'll get a free trial and then report back to me what your favorite Blinks are so I can thank you for supporting the show. Again, the link is bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. Let me know how you like it. Here's my take. Financial going up tip number one. My favorite line of Paul's in this entire episode was, quote, if you have a dream, it is easier to chase it if you have your bills paid. The truth is that is not so easy, but it is often the harsh truth. We get so caught up in the romance of going for it that we forget the role of financial stability in getting to our goals. No one wants a comedian who is stressed out about his bills, although actually in Paul's case, that could probably work into his act, but you get what I'm saying here. Financial run-up tip number two. After our interview, I asked Paul how we could score discount or even free comedy tickets. He gave me the inside scoop. He said, a lot of the shows don't actually sell out and the clubs make a lot of their money on the drinks and then the other stuff that you buy there like souvenirs. So they really want to fill those seats and they often do this by sending out last minute email blasts offering free, free, free seats. So you need to find out where the comedy shows are in your area or where you're going to visit. Get on those email lists, follow them on social media so you can be on the list or get the social media tweets or posts and find out when those free tickets are happening. And don't forget to get on our list, our mailing list. Please join the mailing list by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com, where you will see a lovely pop-up window to join the financial grown-up community. I promise not to spam you. In fact, newsletters have kind of been a weak spot for me. They have been few and far between, but we are working on it. It's a process. We'll get there. Eventually, a newsletter will go out, and I really want you guys to have it. Let us know also separately the topics and maybe some guests that you want to hear from on the show. People have done this on Twitter with me, and we've gotten those guests on, and you're going to hear from them in the fall. So this is a great resource for us because we're here for you. DM me on the socials, Bobby Rebel one the number one, Bobby Rebel one on Instagram, and Bobby Rebel on Twitter. Everyone, check out Paul's podcast, Crazy Money, and try to see him in person if he comes to your city. And big thanks to Paul Ollinger for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.